0: Hello and welcome to The Camping Crew Podcasts with Chris and Aaron. Hello everybody, welcome to The Camping Crew Podcast. This is episode 53 with yours truly. I'm Aaron Burchill. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, we remind you, this is meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts, and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views, and we look into a couple of the items that you've been on to us to look into and do a bit of research. And if you're new to the channel, thank you for joining us, and don't forget to listen back to the other 52 episodes. Right, we'll start off with some good news. Alice, well, it's not good news, it's just news. If you remember, Chris, we were talking about um, Kilmore Quay, Caravan Park, where Alice is, and she was having some... Uh, planning problems that she had to basically close before the the shutdown, the, the coronavirus shutdown came in. I was chatting to her during the week and her planning application was denied. So she has made some changes and she's reapplied again. So we'll watch the space and we let you know as soon as things have been sorted out there. And then when all this virus uh, restrictions are lifted, we let you know when we can go back to kill Key and support Alice because she's doing a great job down there. So planning application yeah. denied and she's reapplied.
1: I think that would be a big loss to the, the, the small village there, Kilmore Key as well. You know, you can imagine the amount of campers that went through that village. And I think in terms of the village, the cells are not you were telling me, like, there's a real community down there among the business. They all look out and support each other. So, look, hopefully the denial of application was something small, something that she can resolve quickly and get back open to when, when things yep. are ready to go.
0: And we'll keep you updated on that. And Alice, we wish you the best of luck with that. Right, some follow-ups and shout-outs. What have we got?
1: Yeah, I was keeping an eye on the emails and the comments on Twitter. And I also uh, regularly look at uh, the reviews that are in the comments that are left on the Charlie and me videos as well. And I see a few up there, Aaron. Um, people have mess- the messages for you, I'm sure you're well aware of them, but Patrick put up a post there, he said, thanks for the info, Aaron, this is to do with your video on the tools that you carry in your camper. Mm-hmm. He said, thanks for the info, Aaron, he said, I carry a socket self myself, Aldi's best, all metric, and a roll of grey tape and eight ton bottle jack you gave me some ideas there that I must call in to Halfords and pick up some bits and pieces. Yeah, I watched that myself, actually. There's a few things that, oh, God, I must get one of those, actually. And the jack, a, a decent jack is definitely one thing I think I'll get.
0: Yeah, you can spend stupid money, but I just think, you know, I, I'd rather have a good jack than be halfway up, and then all of a sudden the little thing collapses because it just couldn't take it. Uh, there was one chap onto me, and he reckons I carry more tools than the, than the AA man in his van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That's probably true. I don't think I'd go uh, as all out as you are. But look, I'd have the same as uh, Patrick said there. I'd have a, a small tool kit. That roll of um, duct tape is really important as well. And just the socket sets and a few spare fuses and things like mm-hmm. that. I see a couple of other comments there. Tim said, amazing video, keep it up. And there's one there from Dara. He said, love the videos. We, we are all parked up. Is there any chance of a video on campervan body maintenance, resealing, etc.? He said, keep the videos coming.
0: Yeah, you see, I would. I, I had contacts that we could talk to and I would have, um, as you know, Stephen North is pretty close to us here in Carrigan, sure. But Stephen, for health reasons, has actually closed down his business and he's moved back to the UK. So when the restrictions are lifted, because we're not supposed to go any more than two kilometres uh, from your home, I'm going to make a few calls and call out to a couple of professionals rather than trying to do it myself and see if we can make a video and give them a little bit of a sponsorship for it as well. So, Dara, thanks for the suggestion. And yeah, it's something I'm going to look into and just hopefully when the restrictions can let me get around because my camper van is actually five kilometers from where I am now. So I can't even go out to show you how to wash a van at this stage because there's guarded checkpoints everywhere. But yeah, guys, thanks for the follow ups and the shout outs on the videos. We really do uh, look forward to them. And actually, Our campsite review, which I'm about to do now, is the video, um, if you want to go and see it, it, the video went up a couple of weeks back. It was when myself, Deirdre and Charlie went up to Enniskillen in County Fermanagh. And this was the first camps that we went to, and it was Russian Caravan and Camping Park. Now, in the video, I call it Russian, but sure, hey. Chris, nothing new there.
1: <laughs> it's not the first time.
0: No, that I've got it wrong. It's about 20 minutes from Enniskillen and it's set in Loch Macneen, which it has 38 pitches in total, each with water, electric hookup. The pitches are all level. They're cement with grass on either side. So you can plenty of room to uh, pitch a little awning if you want to. And there's plenty of room if you have a caravan and car. The pitches are wide and deep enough to park both on your pitch the campsite is set over two levels with lakeside pitches as well which are absolutely beautiful there's a campus kitchen now there's no cooking facilities just wash up area in the kitchen very clean toilets and showers and the showers are free there's a children's playground All-weather football pitch. There are workout machines that you would see in a a national park if you're walking through your local park. There's fishing, access to the lock for boats and the like, and beautiful walks as well. Free Wi-Fi also available on site. And it's £27 sterling a night, and I've got to be honest, it's worth every penny of it. The grounds are so well kept, and we can't wait to go back there when all the restrictions are lifted. And hopefully this summer, and if not, definitely next summer. It's russianhouse.com, R-U-S-H-I-N-H-O-U-S-E.com, and it's well worth a visit. It is not featured in the Blue Camping Ireland book or app so you really want to go to the website and you can make the bookings there but it's a beautiful site the video is now available on charlie and me our camping vlog if you want to go back and check it out it was put up about two weeks ago
1: and um, I think that's near Balik Pottery, iron, is it? Yes,
0: yeah, um, Balik Pottery is in Enniskillen itself. It's about 20 minutes from Enniskillen, where the video that goes up this Friday is only, the campsite is only, it's Blaney Caravan and Camping Park. It's 10 minutes on the, the other side of Enniskillen. Ah, yeah. We took a spin into Balik Pottery, but with the restrictions, it wasn't closed, but it was one of these where there was only five or six people allowed in. And the coffee shop was shut, but it, you can actually take a walk and take a tour when it's back on on off lockdown. You can take a tour of the Bleak Pottery. So, in the skill in itself, um, is worth a spin in. You know, there's lots to do. Good, good shopping, and as I say, the Belique Pottery places there as well. But there's oh, plenty of campsites up there, and uh, the two we visited are well worth a visit. And as I say, both videos, as and from this Friday, will be up on Charlie and Me, our Camping Vlog on YouTube.
1: I'm looking at their site there. Actually, they have um, the Marble Arch Caves nearby, Enniskillen Castle. There's a, a a guide a walk, kind of a a track, kind of uh, Quillock Way, which is a walk, kind of like a boardwalk walk. Uh, Uh, in the wilderness there as well. A lot of people like that, plenty of shops and that. So it looks like a good spot now. Definitely have to get up up that way this summer if we can make it, you know.
0: And what I like about people that reinvest into the campsite, they've developed a static site. There's about 10 static units now. They're not for rent. It's one of these, if you have a static unit, you can buy the pitch. And it's totally separate to the campsite. Same entrance in, but it has its own entrance in again. But this campsite was spotless. And I remember Deirdre saying... If a campsite looks absolutely brilliant and it's lashing and rain and the weather is manky, it's a good campsite. And this place did look absolutely brilliant. So that's RussianHouse.com. Right. Have we any tips that we can talk about, Chris?
1: Yeah, I suppose the weather has been lovely over the last few nights and evenings and days. And I was just thinking, God, I'd love to be sitting at a campfire cooking up some nice treats now, you know, after dinner. And I was just thinking, you know, we can nearly be sitting in the backyard and get the old barbecue out or light up a little uh, a campfire, off the ground campfire, and get, get the kids kind of active and cooking up stuff. So, so I had to put together a, 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 a quick list of some quick treats or snack ideas. Um, not so much meals, more kind of treats and things, t- things to, to make uh, over a barbecue or over a campfire. So I suppose I'll start off um one of our favourite treats is to melt marshmallows on skewers with all the kids and eat them and I know we do with the um with the starbursts as well, the melt the starbursts or the the fur. So we thank Ross and his gang for that. That, that was a lovely little tree we didn't know about, but um the first one I have on the list is melted marshmallows or mallow fluff between digesters are rich tea, so you melt them over the fire, and then you get a digestive or rich tea, and you squash the marshmallow between them, and and there's a a, a lovely treat as it is. Or if you want to really go all out, you could get your chocolate hobnobs and melt the um
0: the oh, marshmallow yes.
1: between two of them. Now, oh
0: yeah, it's kind of like an Irish Oreo. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I've never had the melted marshmallows. That's now we would be doing it with the kids. I've never tried it. And you mentioned, better. The, yeah, well, that too. But I, the starburst, you know, the they're the, them, them, chewy sweets.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Have you had them when the kids were doing oh, them?
1: Oh, I have. They're, they're and are over, they not yeah. very hot? Well, obviously it even cooled cool down a little bit, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: You don't obviously take straight out of the firm and put it straight into your mouth, you know. Oh. You,
0: you can oh, blow on okay. them,
1: but they're still kind of are, are kind of very melty when you eat them. Yeah. You know, they they don't they don't drip. They just go soft and gooey. Right. But they right. don't actually drip, so they're lovely. Yeah.
0: Okay. A what treat. Else you if you
1: haven't tried those, definitely uh, the Starbursts or the equivalent sweets and on the skewers. The next one I have is, um, again, melt your marshmallow on the skewers, but this time, if you've got your... This is for the adults, if you've got your glass of Guinness or your glass of Baileys, dip that into the Guinness and Baileys as a, a, an extra flavouring and then uh, uh, and then have one hold, they're just really, really nice. Could you dip it into wine? Whatever
0: your tipple is, anything you like. Okay. okay, so just melt it on the skewer like you normally do and then dip it into your drink. And, and then, then dip it into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What else have you got? I'm getting hungry. Another now. another one I haven't tried,
1: but I've seen a few times online. And I see, people bring in ice cream cones with them. So what they do is they melt the marshmallows or get the marshmallow fluff that you can buy, and actually put it in the bottom of the ice cream cone. Then throw in strawberries or you know chocolate bits, broken chocolate and stuff, M and M's or something like that. And then another layer of marshmallow over it and a, a bit of, of fruit or of that, and then just eat it away like and you know the the crispy ice cream cone kind of breaks into the texture as well so it gives it that oh, that kind of crispy texture too is lovely
0: you must camp in some posh places when we're not
1: around <laughs> that sounds very posh well it's just an ice cream cone just that's simple ice cream cones you, you can get in any of the shops like you know now if you want to go all out you can get the fancy kind of german ones or austrian ones yes. with, the, with the chocolate coating on them and all of those if you really want to
0: treat yourself well but my plain and simple suggestion would be like a hot dog sausage on a skewer and just hold them over the fire and keep twisting it and then either stick it in the bun or just dip it into a cheesy sauce or any sauce you like and eat them that way they're they're pretty okay but that'd be lovely if you were
1: sitting i was just going to say before you go on the next one there if you were sitting out say uh, at a campfire having a chat and you know, kind of at nine or ten o'clock at night when you're looking for a little snack. That's yeah. great. Like, just get a cup of sausages, yeah. you on a skewer. And
0: a cheese you... dip or something or a barbecue sauce yeah. or something. Yeah.
1: When you're talking away, you can be nibbling on your sausages
0: as well. Here's one I have for you, right? Now, this, this is actually to be done in the camper or outside of your camping on a frying pan, right? Now, my mum wrote years ago, back in the 70s, the um, Bachelor Beans were doing a competition for bean recipes and she sent this recipe in and I won a bike well she won the wow. bike for me a push bike and you get your recipe printed on the so many tins you know maybe one run of tins a couple of thousand tins but she won and i got this bike and that's all i remember of it but i made these for the kids once when we were camping for your gang and for the camping crew gang and now i'm being hammered to make them all the time it's plain and simple now you can mishmash this but the plain and simple thing is it's called a bean burger and that's exactly what it is get a tin of your favorite beans whatever brand Put them into a bowl and mix with self-raising flour until it's pasty. You know, not too thick, but not too runny. And then with a, a dessert spoon, slap it onto a pan with a little bit of oil and flatten it out like a burger or a pancake. Flip them over. You'll know when they're done. They'll start browning a little bit, but keep flipping it over. Maybe about five five or six minutes and you've got a bean burger. Now, I know Deirdre has done them with beans, beans, An onion and tomato, it kind of becomes a floury omelette. But mine is simply a tin of beans, self raising flour, mix it till it's pasty, a bit of oil in the frying pan, and scoop it in. And you can make them as big or as small or as thick as you like them. And I have to be honest, they're gorgeous.
1: And these are just the normal beans with the ketchup.
0: Opera yeah, yeah. The full get the. I use the little snap packs. You can get them coming in a, in yes, a four. That I, yeah. th- I yeah. use one of them and mix it down till it gets pasty. Pour the whole contents into a bowl. Mix it in, but it has to be self-raising flour. And then just flop it onto the pan and keep flicking it with a with a, a, a fish fl- slice or, flicker or flick or whatever you flick your yeah. eggs with. And oh, and do you know what? Even what day? Sunday. I wasn't in the humor for dinner, so I just slapped two tins into a bowl with some flour and. <laughs> One tin will make maybe three burgers, three average size burgers. That's now, you, you don't put itself, them in the bun it? or anything. A little bit of salt, and then you just eat them knife and fork. Yeah, that
1: sounds lovely, actually, yeah.
0: But you can add to it. As I say now, I know people have added onion, and blah, 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 but it's flour. It's not egg. You know, it's not like, uh, or there's no meat in it. Well, you can if you want to. But anyway, that's a bean burger. And then the last thing I have would be a savory wrap, cheese, ham, pineapple, and cook it in the pan, seeing that you have the pan out
1: yeah we do those all the time yeah
0: Um, toss them around and then throw them into it but what kind of wraps would you use just get like the the
1: the normal wheat wraps we use and we just heat up the wrap on the pan melt the cheese into it first and then either put the ham uh, slice it up or as it is chop up bits of pineapple or whatever you like or sweet corn or whatever you're into onions and that and you kind of fold over what we do is we fold over the side so left to right and then yes and then then tuck it in so you can actually roll it up and pick it up but our kids as well love doing pizza wraps so they do the the pizza sauce and the cheese and the ham and the chicken all that themselves as well but i i'm not a, a big lover of tomato sauce so i tend to do it Similar to a pizza but without sauce.
0: Yeah, when I actually order a pizza, I don't get the sauce on it either. And just in case you've joined us, welcome to Camper Cooking by the Camping Crew <laughs> on episode 53. If you have any recipes, if you have any favourite little, just little bites like this that you do, we'll give you the contact details and we'd love to hear your recipes and we'd love to hear what you guys do, be it over a campfire or just a quick snack in the camper or in your caravan or in your tent let us know but yeah ross um, and
1: Aoife and the gang that we camp with a part of the camping crew and um, they do these lovely bread twists so they make up the bread dough and they make it the dough nice and solid and they wrap it around a a, a piece of branch or piece of stick and they actually bake it on the fire and i've had some before and they're really really nice so we'll have to get ross on to tell us about that or Aoife
0: yeah, because it could be secret ingredients. It might not just be plain bread dough. But remember, if you're making the bean burgers, you've got to use self-raising flour. I've tried it with ordinary flour and it just turns to pulp. It just, It's just not worth it. Right. So, And give us your recipes if you have any. Right. Let's move on to products. What have you got, Chris?
1: So the first product, uh, I think we might have mentioned this once or twice before, but, um, you know, I suppose a, a lot of people who are in the camper vans don't have a separate room, say, for changing or a shower or for a, a a toilet running so um if somebody's new to camping they may not have seen these pop-up shower tents or changing tents and um, they're really handy they're very tall kind of narrow about a meter kind of all around i suppose and about seven foot high i suppose mm-hmm. it just pops up and you can if you're away in your camper van and you don't have a separate room for a bathroom or anything. you can put your porta potty into that, you can use it as an outside shower, you can use it for changing after the beach and places like that, it's really handy so you're not dragging the sand and everything else uh, in around your camper. So say you haven't uh, to keep the porta potty inside, inside your van as well. And, you know, most of the Irish camping outlets um actually sell them. You can get them on Amazon. You know, expect to pay kind of between 30, 35 euros, but I've seen them cheaper in places like eBay and stuff. If you shop around, you will get them even cheaper, you know? But I just thought it was just a, a nice tip for maybe somebody new to camping. and
0: Yeah, but a handy thing, and then they fold away and everything like that, like our, our day shelters, they all fold away into a bag and they're pretty easy. Even if you do have a small camper van, Um, they're pretty easy to to carry. What else have you got? So um, I spotted this thing only um, uh, on Monday
1: this week, actually um, somebody had shared it, I think on uh, Twitter. It's called Davis Shockles Mini Shockle. So basically what what they call, they describe it as a bungee cord on steroids. Hmm i suppose a lot of people use bungees for securing things in the van when they're traveling and for tying things on to to whatever part of the boat on be at the roof this is like a, a 24 inch long kind of bungee on steroids it's, uh, they, they quote that it's 10 times stronger than a standard bungee cord Ooh. now it's, it's pricey enough it's 18 euros but um it's handy when you're driving along you know it's really secure it holds up to 300 pounds so if you've got something valuable you want to uh, secure in your van it, it's really handy and uh when i checked it there on monday they were 18 pound on amazon so just a, a a good product and a few people had recommended them
0: yeah, because you've got the choice of, as you say, the standard bungee or small ratchet straps, and then they rust and they go, especially in our summers, they tend to, to wear. But they were also saying that these last an awful lot longer than a bungee, so whatever finishes on them as well. So, yeah, so what's the name of the again? A mini shockle.
1: Yeah, so Davis Shockles is the vendor, and um, the, the actual product itself is called a mini shockle. 24 inch uh, you can get them in black and a couple of different colors as well
0: right have we anything on camping life to finish up with
1: so i just thought um you know i would imagine most people have their vans packed up ready to go fueled up and they're just waiting for the green light to come on and it's like it's going to be like the form start of a formula one race everybody will just leg it out <laughs> into the camper van crash through the gates and head off to the first campsite so uh, I suppose the question is uh, for you, Aaron, and for anyone else this listening, what's the first campsite you're going to visit once these restrictions are up? Now, I have got know campsites in Ireland as well. I think because of what's happening, there, a lot of campsites are going to have lost out in lots of business. So I think we should do what we can to support them.
0: Yeah, um, I, I tweeted that a couple of days back as well that when all this mayhem is finished and we are heading away, I think at this stage our foreign sun holidays were due to go away the 24th of June. I think they're all knocked on the head. So if we can get out July or August if we're all get to, to go ahead to go out. I don't know where I'm going to go first. I think it's weather dependent. hope if it's during my my holiday time and we're not going foreign, we're just going to hit Ireland. We'd probably hit the Wild Atlantic Way. If it's well after that and it's just a weekend, say, we'd probably head down towards Ardmore. Or, I, I, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. When they say it's all clear, you can take your camper van and caravan and tent out. I'll be either first or second or third in that queue heading out the gate.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for us, now we'd probably go to Ardmore because it's close, it's handy. Um, we have new solar panels on the roof, so I'm dying to try those out. And I'm going to charge every single thing in the motorhome to see how much I can get out of it as well and uh, give it a good test. But just to get back to Ardmore because it's, it's close, it's
0: handy, and it's, it's it's a lovely spot. And as you're saying, with this lockdown, have you been out near the camper? Yours is parked beside the house, isn't it? Yeah, ours is at the side of the house, so I be, Pierce. Yeah, because I took a spin out. Now, as I say, minus five kilometers away, so the Gardee have restrictions in but I did manage to get out there today and it's just something that I I, uh, read and came across on a couple of videos release your handbrake leave it in gear put a block against your wheel if you can because we're going to be parked up a little bit longer than we normally would and your brakes can seize so if you have a cement block or something and you can leave it in gear Chris and it's not going to roll get out and drop the handbrake in the camper van I went out and I got a I dropped mine yesterday even though mine is in the shed I still just popped it in gear put one of my chocks against the wheel and dropped the handbrake to save it from uh, from seizing up from being in the on position all the time. Your brakes may just seize up a little bit. So to prevent that, get out and release the handbrake.
1: Yeah, that's good. I wasn't aware of that one now, so that's definitely something uh, I must go check on my own and make sure that the van is pointed somewhere uh, somewhere secure, put a couple of blocks behind it now. Yeah. And the same it with the
0: caravan, because you know when you pull the handbrake on the caravan when you've unhitched it from your car, that applies the brakes. So the same with the caravan, put a couple of chocks if you can, if you're not on a hill, if you're on a level, and let go of that brake just to... to take the pressure off the brakes because we're going to be parked up for such a long extended time that you you probably would normally be. Just a little thing I came across, so I went out and I did it yesterday. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for episode 53. We'll give you all the contact details. Can I remind you, stickers are still available and they're free and we really would love to hear suggestions on your campfire or barbecue quick treats and snack ideas. Please get them to us. And all that remains to be saying, until this lockdown is lifted, please do stay safe at home. And we'll talk to you again, same time, same place next week on The Camping Crew Podcast. From me, Aaron, take care and we'll talk to you again very soon.
1: And from me, Chris, don't forget to subscribe and to tell your camping friends all about us.
0: Talk to you soon. To contact The Camping Crew Podcast, email campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at The Camping Crew. On YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Charlie and Me, our camping vlog. You'll get us on motorhomecrack.com forum, boards.ie forum, and we're on a lot of Facebook pages related to motorhomes and camping. Well, that's it for another podcast from the camping crew. Thanks for listening, and do join us again very soon. Safe camping.